And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are gathered around the fire for another ritual. Yes, we are continuing to talk about Ghost, one of our favorite bands. Last time, we talked about Cardinocopia, but we left off with he has now been elevated to Papa Emeritus 4. And with me, I have Joe. Do your thing. How you doing? It's Joe from Monsters and Mad Men Reviews on TikTok. Very excited about this episode because Copia is my favorite character in the ghost lore. So to actually get him as Papa is the best part of it. Yes. So obviously we weren't in the know at the time. We weren't ghost fans until this album in Para. But, uh, you know, we weren't 100% sure what was going to happen. If he was going to become Papa, if he was going to get killed like the other ones, removed. We we didn't know. He is the longest running front man of Ghost. And one thing, you know, I forgot to mention is that and with this album, Impera, uh, we still get more chapter videos with the lore. One thing I have to mention, I love how, you know, in the concerts and in the songs, he's this, you know, badass singer, uh, you know, flirting, charming uh, goofball with all the fans. And yet in the chapter videos, He's a kid who's come home from college. Yeah, he's very childish in the chapter videos. But he's, like, it's done in a way where you can tell it's the same character. Yeah, of course. But he's got his little room in the ministry. He's got his orange juice box. He's got his video games. He's still got his tricycle. He's calling Papa Nilla dickhead. Yes. Uh, one of, annoying Mr. Saltarian. Yes. One of the things that I've... I have to point out is a choice that I actually don't like that they did for Papa was um, when he first became Papa it was the same Vincent Price style face when they just painted it so it still looked like how Copia looked like just with different paint but uh, they changed uh, Sister's Actress so did she quit? I don't know what happened but they changed how she looked and at the same time they're updating the Papa mask so he doesn't have the mustache anymore, and the, the sideburns. facial structure is different. Got rid of the sideburns. Yes. So they did uh, what they called the two-for-one plastic surgery special. So he looks different. I mean, he looks more uh, tough, I guess, a little bit. But I would have liked to have been the Vincent Price look all the way through. Yeah, uh, that was done for a few reasons, at least what I think. One, you know, show that... It's Papa now, he's mature, but also because Tobias himself, the mask makes it easier for him to sing, you know, nose, mouth. Yes, I have heard him say that. So. The Copia one was a little tight. So, you know, and you know, they just put that into a uh, chapter video, a tomb it may concern, and if any, any doubts, sister straight up nearly says, as your mother. She stops herself, but yeah. The mother and son. There's also one video where she was like, I, I just can't call you Papa. And he was like, oh. He was off put by it, but he was like, oh yeah, I get it, Mom. You'll always be my little Cody. Right, so. So, moving on here, they've released Impera. And this album uh, is critically acclaimed. To me, this is the most 80s sounding album. I hear uh, Def Leppard, I hear Bon Jovi, Journey, uh, any 80s band you can think of, obviously, because Tobias Forge loves 80s and 90s influences. This is my second favorite album. I agree. Uh, and I like Prequel a little more. 
and it's all about the fall of empires and power and it's very political i will say that but i love it on the ghouls now are no longer wearing the silver demon masks they're wearing they're, they look like soldiers they got the steampunk the gas masks helmets they're wearing pretty much like military uniforms and a lot of things before we actually talk about the songs updated like we've mentioned him a few times but mr sartarian got introduced he is a uh, member of the clergy but we don't quite know who he is he's mysterious he's kind of given sister and papa and papa nil direction a little bit but in the same sense he's not and he's below them but he's not and he's pulling like and we know he knows some things like at one point he turns to copia and goes i the concerts are scheduled i know when your time is up He's very ominous, pushing around like the glass casket, and Copia's like, "What's going on with that?" Um, but he also seems to be trying to help Copia while being the antagonist. It, it's really weird. Saltarian is. This is very lore-heavy. This album cycle. Yes. <laughs> and when we get to the end, we're definitely going to talk about our theories because no, there's we've... a lot of theories to go with. We, we've, and you kind of came up with one in the car. At yeah. least I think you came up with it, right? I, yep. And we've, uh, you know, we've lost Primo, Secundo, Terzo. Copia is now Papa. But, you know, in interviews we've read, Tobias has said, nothing lasts forever. So there's and something there's going on so here. so many theories, too. But anyway, let's go through the album. Okay, so we have a list of 12 songs. And of course, we're going to talk about their EP that just released a few weeks ago as of this podcast. This is Phantom One. Yep. Uh, pretty good cover album, too. Our first song, though, is Imperium. Like pretty much all the other albums, it's a instrumental opening segueing into the songs. I like it, but again, it's just the opening act. Right. And I've said th- I said this to you in the car today. Uh... The uh, the instrumentals are starting to just feel like filler. Like he's trying to pad the album. Without the instrumentals, it'd be, I believe, only nine songs. I don't know. Again, segue. Think of it as like, uh, you know, musical interludes during a movie or something. But moving on to number two, we have Kaiserion. So this isn't one of my favorite songs. I don't dislike it. But this one, to me, sounds like Scooby-Doo chase music. I know. One thing about Ghost is they've been criticized, but also praised for being like a Scooby-Doo chase song. And this is the song where I think it's the heaviest. Yes. And this, now, this is going to be the song I believe they open with when we see them in yes, I believe so. August. I believe so, but, too. But, uh, you know, I don't hate this song. It's just not a special one to me. I, I like it. It's just... It's on my playlist. It's just one sometimes I'll skip it. Yeah, and to me, it's very upbeat. It sounds very much like a, a summer song. I, I can't quite name like a band. Very punk sounding, just happiness. And it's about, I'm reading here, uh, the violent start of a new empire, call to arms, burn everything down, fits with the theme, impera. It means to command. So, and it's all about uh, Roman, references the Roman times. And, and like you said, Joe, I like the song, but it's not one of my favorites. Right. But, moving on, we're getting to Joe's 
one of Joe's favorite songs, and his theme song, Spillways. I love Spillways. Um, so when I was first listening to this, I thought it was very symbolic of my relationship with the church to a degree. It's basically about trying to go the righteous way, but doing dark things, the spillways. It's letting them slip through. Yeah. And I really resonated with that on a personal level. Yes. And I, yeah. I think this is, this is in my top ten. For sure. Definitely. Uh, we don't it, skip this when I play it. No. When we're in the car. probably the best song on the album to me. Yeah, I. Uh, it's up there with being one of my favorites. Uh, I will and say... They did the collaboration with Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. Yep. Which, to be honest, it kind of sounds just the same as this one to me. But... I, yeah, I hardly hear Joe Elliott on it, but I think it's really, really good. And, you know, I mentioned this song is very 80s influences... Uh, very 80s influenced Def Leppard Joe Elliott right there and it's also nice to know that there are big singers that are fans of the band too like celebrities I I know Ghost is popular but I don't know any singers who have worn like well like celebrities who have worn like Ghost shirts uh, I know they're out there but uh, oh crap uh, well Metallica yes that's his name but, uh, what's his name what's his name Kirk Hammett was it Kirk Hammett something like that I don't I'm know. not really good with other bands. He was playing Cerise. I know what you're talking well, about. And he also was wearing mm. an Opus Apotomus shirt and told people he was in their fan club in their early days. Oh, wow. I did not know that part, but, but see what I mean? It's nice to, like, Ghost is now full-on mainstream, full-on rock band. So, Spillways, great song. Uh, good collaboration I with Joe Elliott. I think it's Elliot. the best one on the album. I, uh, I hope there's more in the future, mm -hmm. like, with other like 80 stars like I can see them collaborating with ACDC or Bon Jovi but now moving on for those who think Ghost is moving away from uh, being satanic gotta prove you wrong here Call Me Little Sunshine's number four this is Jake's favorite song yep. from Ghost I, I like this one a lot this one almost won a Grammy this year but lost they to lost Ozzy. to Ozzy Osbourne yeah. <laughs> which in terms of people Ghost can lose to I can accept Ozzy but I still think this should have won uh, I like this song a lot because it's a little slower paced um, it's dark yes one part of this song you know you said uh, in Cerise they had that line that makes you go I know your soul is not tainted yes this one actually has one of those for me too and that is the Ease up to the hunter from the prey. Oh yeah, that's that's. Um, you will never walk alone. That song, like that line, the ease up to the hunter from the prey. It's kind of like, you know, keep going, be strong. You know, that might not necessarily me be what it means no but to me it no I, I get what you're saying and to me it's like again flip it on its head you hear the people's like don't fear god is with you no this is don't be afraid the devil is with you i always imagine like the devil on your shoulder and i love the song and it's jake's favorite you jake's said favorite, yeah uh, it's up there with one of my favorites and next song it's one of my favorites as Joe and I are both movie fans, Jake too, uh, Little Joe, is 
Hunter's Moon from Halloween Kills. Uh, so this is one of the first ghost songs. I love this song. It's not one of my favorites Ghost has done, but I love this song. And the fact that uh, something like Ghost, when I was first getting into the band, was doing something to support movies I love, like the Halloween movies, really got me more interested in them. My first Ghost t-shirt was actually the Hunter's Moon picture of Papa in front of the moon pointing. I love uh, how they incorporate the Halloween song too, like but they made it metal. <laughs> and the whole song is just about Michael Myers. Pretty much. It's, it's, it's particularly about uh, Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Yes. I'm coming back for you, my friend. Right. And it's particularly from that timeline too, from the Halloween 2018 Kills Ends timeline. And the thing about this, I love this song. I'm not criticizing this at all. But this is one song I can separate from Ghost because it, I can imagine... I mean, it is, but like I can see Michael Myers singing this. This is Michael Myers singing, not Papa. I can't you know see what I, that because uh, Michael Myers doesn't talk, Dylan. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I'm just being a dick. Does he ever talk in the movies? Like, in one of the movies, I haven't seen all of them. In uh, Rob Zombie's mm. Halloween 2, he yells, die. And not as a kid. Mm. Uh, in, in some flashbacks in Halloween 2, I believe he does. But, again, that's as a kid. That's not as... After... Post the murder of his sister, in all timelines, he's quiet. Except for Rob Zombies, where he says "die" in Halloween too. At least the director's kind of Halloween mm. too. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it it doesn't feel like a ghost song. It's a Halloween song to me. But I love it, and I it's know what you're and it's on their playlist, and they're gonna play it when we go. I'm excited for it. I, I like when he put so in the rituals where you ever watch it. Before he does this song, sometimes he goes, "Do you guys like to go to the movies?" Mm. And I just can't wait to cheer for that if he does it. I love Michael Myers. He's my favorite horror icons. You you like Jason. I like Jason more, but Michael Myers won our contest, didn't he? Yes. If Ghost sings for Friday the 13th, does a Friday the 13th song. Did I tell song. you what I'm wearing to our ritual? Uh, yeah, in the last so, one. Um, tell it again. I have some friends at Nightmare Studios 13 making me a custom hockey mask that looks like uh, Papa Emeritus IV's early makeup. I'm very excited to wear that. Yes. No, it looks amazing. Now you just got to get the jersey. <laughs> like a hockey jersey with Papa. I'm not sure what I'm going to wear. I'll either do a ghost t-shirt or I'll do a button-up shirt and then have a crucifix on. One yeah. or two. I'm, I'll, I'll wear a crucifix. I know that. So, anyway, Hunter's Moon. Great song. More a Halloween song than a ghost song, but it's still a ghost song. So, next one is... One song is, is a song that... I kind of just discovered from the band Anahata on YouTube is Watcher in the Sky. I like this one a lot. Searchlights. Looking for the Watcher in the Sky. I like this one quite a bit. This is... Uh, it's on my playlist. I, I just like it. It's... Uh, to me, it just reminds me of... Because... This is weird, but like you're in their steampunk, like soldier outfits, the searchlights. I'm always imagining like World War One, 
with this, with the searchlights, the planes flying overhead. Maybe it's because that cover with uh, uh, Papa 3 as uh, King Kong, the biplanes. Yeah. I don't know. Just, that's what I always get in my head. But basically, searching for God. Yep, or, I like this song mm-hmm. a lot. I think there's plenty of songs on this that are better, but I like this song quite a bit. I Again, I didn't discover this through Ghost. I discovered this through a cover band, Anahata. Check them out. They do some great covers of uh, Hunter's Moon, of Ghost in general, Dance Macabre. Uh, I think the best cover is Mariana Cross. The female vocals it fits so well. Anyway, so moving on from Watcher in the Sky, I, I think that's one of their more underrated songs, and they've a- added that to their set list. Mm. It's not new, but it's... Did you know. they add that to the set list? Uh, well, oh wait, yeah. With Spite on the Spitalfields yes. is there. I haven't heard Watcher in the Sky live. Like, I haven't seen a video of it live, so... It's gonna be new for us, obviously. So, moving on here to Dominion. Another instrumental filler. Dominion fits the theme of empires and being in power. Miasma's still the best. (laughs) And so... Next song here. You're only saying that because you love Papa now. I also love the saxophone, <laughs> and I, I think it's their best instrumental. But, I agree. I think that's true. Yeah, I'm biased. <laughs> so, now, the next song here is almost kind of a take that. Ghost has been criticized for, again, not being metal enough, which is stupid. So, next song, very political, very fast-paced, very metal. 20s. Doesn't his son sing on 20s too? Son and daughter sing in the background, I believe. Like the backing vocals. Mm. I think this is one of the weaker songs. To me, this is their weakest song. I don't hate it, but the consensus is that it's their weakest song. It's, it's all about... I don't know if it's their absolute weakest. I can think of some songs on... What do you think? I think it's a contender, but I don't know. I mean, I already said I'm not that big on Prime Mover, but, but you know, there's, I don't know. I get what it, you're this saying. This is bottom list, like, yeah. but it's not, I don't know if it's the worst. And the thing with this song is, like, 20s, you know, the I 1920s. Mean, let's be real here, it's not even that bad of a song. No. It's just compared. Compared to the other ghost songs, it's weak. Maybe that's the thing. Like, 20s might be good to some people, but compared to Spillways or Call Me Little Sunshine, it doesn't hold a candle. To me, at least. So, like, just to me, 20s, though, doesn't just... It's all about, you know, you know, the 1920s were the ruling 20s. Now we're in the 2020s. There's references to politics and pop culture, all that. It just feels more just like a take that. Like, hey, you want a metal song? Here's metal. Here's metal. I don't Here's care. a whole carton of cigarettes. Pretty much. Uh, and so the next song, this is my favorite from the album. Again, I discovered it accidentally. This is their power ballad. It sounds very much like Journey or Bon Jovi. It's Darkness at the Heart of My Love. So, I like this song enough. It's not one of my absolute favorites on this album. But you and me were talking about this. Um, This is kind of like their 
uh, Impera. This is kind of Impera's Life Eternal. Yes. And I think Life Eternal is a substantially better song. Like yesterday, we were talking about prequel. You fell in love with Life Eternal. Like right in front of us too. I was like, I was like, yeah, Life Eternal is my eighth favorite song, and I was like, but it is really nice and touching. So I guess I like it better than Year Zero. And, you know, just, like, the slower pace where you really get the... Yeah, it's better than Rats. Yeah, oh my god, it's my fourth favorite ghost song. And you're like, I fucking love Life Eternal. I fucking love Life Eternal. Did I mention I fucking love Life Eternal? That was... That was a funny moment. Just... I didn't realize how much I loved Life Eternal. But we're talking about darkness at the heart of my love. Yes. No, I like this song because it does sound like a love ballad, but it's basically saying... I have ulterior motives to loving you. It's a very toxic song. It is. It's a dark song. It's not as heart, not as truly heartfelt as Life Eternal. No. Life Eternal is the person's gone. I love them. I miss them. I want them back. This Darkness is at the heart of my love is I love you because but, it's convenient for me. Yes, and it's about like the church, you know, preaching its messages to people. But obviously, there's an ulterior motive, again, with the anti-religion themes. And also, you know, being, uh, like, people in charge, like, oh, I'm supposed to take care of all these people, I'm in charge, but I'm just in it for myself. But again, I, I discovered this song slow, it's, it's a love ballad, in air quotes, but, uh, Best line, uh, when the summer dies, severing the ties, and I'm with you always. That's, funny that's the line that, that stands out. One thing that's funny to me about that is the theory that Copia is going to die at the concert on September 11th or 12th. When the summer when dies. When the summer dies, severing the ties, severing Copia from the band. But I love you always, will always love Copia. You know, interesting. It's, it's, they hint at stuff like... I think the most obvious hint that I've ever put into something is in Square Hammer. It was that all green and black and white. Uh, but there's a cardinal in it that's right red. And then we got Cardinal Copia shortly after. Hmm. So. That's, it's, you know, my, my parents would listen to like the Beatles songs in the 60s, play them backwards, look for the hidden messages. That's what we're doing now. We're listening to Ghosts, listening for the hidden messages. So, great song, one of my favorites. I I'm, I know I'm in the minority here, but uh, I think it's the best from the album. A little bit better than "Call Me Little Sunshine" and "Spillways." And but you know that's just me. Underrated song. I think it's their most underrated song. And that's just my opinion. So moving on here to number ten, we have "Griftwood." Joe, you introduced me to this. I love it. I really, it. really like this one. I, it's technically about Mike Pence, and people like Mike Pence. But I, I just love this song. I love the chorus. I'm your rock, baby. Yeah, well, It's my the, favorite uh, line. <laughs> the, uh, you want to play with the side. Yeah. You want a view from the spot. The song is yeah. very much kind of like talking down to somebody. It's it's about like, you know, people who will do anything to advance their agenda. It's yeah. Uh, I, I I just like like I said it's it's 
from the point of view of you think you're superior and you're talking down. And I really like that about this song. Gotta be in power. It's what you do all the time. The power struggle between you and Jake and the friend group. (laughs) (laughs) So I like this. Joe, you introduced me to this, so thank you. It's one of my... I think it might be my second favorite from the album. probably my second favorite. Uh, Second or third favorite. I like Call Me Little Sunshine too, but I think Spillers is the best on this album. Mm. Like the song. uh, I believe it's on the set list. I think so. I know they debuted it in... Uh, I think Hellfest uh, a couple years ago so with the Sisters of Sin too but I'm looking forward to this if they play it I think they will next song is again another instrumental segue into the next song Bite of Passage what a pun short only about 30 seconds not much to say feels like a padding I I, I will say though some of these uh, Tobias is a big movie guy. Some of these instrumentals, though, feel like the opening to, like, a universal horror movie. Yeah, I agree with that. And it fits. I see the font. Copia is Vincent Price. So... Carizzo is Bela Lugosi. Yep. So, perfect. And so our last song is Respite on the Spidal Fields. Another ballad to Jack the Ripper. I don't like this one as much as Eliza Beth from Opus Epotamus, um, but I do like this one. They're adding this one to the set list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could have picked a better one, but I'm still excited to hear it. Yeah. I wish they added, well, had Monstrance Clock, but... that like Monstrance Clock is my third favorite song, but... Life Eternal's got me so fucked up. I'm sitting there going, but is Life Eternal actually better than Monsters Clock and Square? You fell in love with Life Eternal on this podcast. I cannot believe that. Uh, Maybe I like Life Eternal more than Monsters Clock. Oh, anyway, the point is, I would have taken... You would take the song out of the set list and replace replace it. it with Monsters Clock or Life Eternal. Nah, I get you. I didn't realize how much I liked Life Eternal. This song, listening to it... Uh, Life Eternal's better than Mary on a crop. No, now I'm... No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, you just... just No, no. <laughs> anyway. I think I'm saying, maybe it's my second favorite song, Life Eternal, now that I'm thinking about it. He, It's his wedding song, that's so... That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so this song... Uh, Talk about something that's, like, slept and just, like, crept Oh, my God. I didn't realize... I was like, oh, it's, it's a good one, no. And then you're in love with it. Third best one on prequel. Nah, it's the best one on prequel. You know, it's, you know, fourth favorite. No, it's my favorite. I think it's better than Mariana Cross. I don't think it's better. I was joking when I said I don't think it's better than Mariana Cross. <laughs> but now that I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I might like it more than Monster's Clock, and I might like it more than Square Hammer. Oh, man. Well, look at it. If you can see him, he's, like, contemplating in the corner. He looks like the thinker right now. Well, I mean, well, Life Eternal definitely isn't better than Mary on the Cross, but maybe it's the second best ghost song? Oh, God. All right, so wow, anyway. That's rough. <laughs> anyway, we got to move on here. <laughs> With Spite on the Spidal Fields, we'll let Joe think, uh, think about that. We'll lock him in a room. Anyway, though, it sounds like Journey, like a, yeah. a song by Journey. Uh, you know, they've paid 
uh, tribute to Elizabeth Bathory, Jack the Ripper. Who's next? Flatley and Paler, you said? That's who I would like next. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, they're going to do that? <laughs> I like it when they stick to figures with a little bit more historical sway. Ivan the Terrible? Just a serial killer. <laughs> and I think they need that kind of uh, dark influence like Vlad the Impaler or Elizabeth Bathory have. When they're going to do one? Rasputin might be an interesting one. Genghis Khan. I mean, we're kind of skipping over uh, Call Me Little Sunshine is about Aleister Crowley. Yeah. Too. Yeah, because he even said that. Yeah. He called himself Little Sunshine as a joke. So, like, I mean, you know, people like that make sense for the songs. Could be Harry Price, Zach Bagans. I know you hate him. I hate him so much. Go listen to our uh, Emmons House uh, episode and you'll hear Joe go on a rant about it. He's a little fucking bitch, Zach Bag. It's bad. So he goes and ghost hunts and then he's like, oh, you want a piece of me, ghost? Takes off his shirt and tries to square up. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. You look like you're gonna fight the fridge. <laughs> anyway. Why don't you go have a beer and fucking pass out in the back of your fucking... Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> well, anyway. Fucking dick. Anyway. <clears throat> Listen to Life Eternal to calm down. <laughs> anyway, so, with that's Impera, and with that, they just recently released their EP of covers known as Phantomime. And let's talk about that. Ah, uh, Joe, he's gearing up here. Our first one is See No Evil uh, by Television. Oh, we're going by the order on the album, not the release date order. Yep. Fuck, now I have to put a lid on it for a bit. I... Don't worry, we'll get there. Okay. This song's... Not a good cover to me. So, yeah. I think ghost covers are pretty hit or miss. Yeah, I this think, messes. But I think the problem is, I don't think ghosts is hit or miss on covers because they're bad at doing the covers. I think some of the covers are bad because the original songs were kind of bad. Yeah, I've never even heard this song, so... I don't know. You're right, Joe. It could be hit or miss. But this next one, though, is a hit and introduces us to a new character, Father Jim DeFrock, who I believe we've mentioned before, but it's Jesus He Knows Me. Is it one of their best songs? By Genesis. Overall, I would say this is probably Ghost's, Ghost's like, seventh or eighth best song. Because Jesus He Knows Me. It's so fucking catchy. The music video is good and funny. And fucked up. De yeah, yeah, yeah. DeFrock uses semen in his hair job. Um, yeah. It... This is a really fun song. And it's so catchy. It's so upbeat. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to see him sing it live. We, I'm even excited with the lyrics he changed. Instead of the man I met last night, it's... The dude I screwed last night. Again, it's all about religious hypocrisy and anti-Christianity. And this is really... The song itself is about the televangelists and yep. all that. And I think this is a really, really, really good song. And going into this... And I really think this is an example of the cover completely destroying me. Like, there's only a few examples I can think of where the cover is significantly better. Like, uh, Johnny Cash's Hurt was better than... Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. And Ghost is better than Genesis. I, I saw a comment on YouTube and it says... Sorry, Genesis. Sorry, Phil Collins. You don't own this song anymore. Ghost does. To be honest, I probably like this song a little more than Spillways. Well, we did ride down the beach uh, one time, rolled down the windows, blasting Jesus He Knows Me, so... <laughs> yeah. And 
Also, uh, before we move on here, Father Jim DeFlock, he's a new character in the lore. Interesting. I have a theory that he could be the false prophet. If Kopi is the Antichrist, DeFlock could be the false prophet, because in the Bible, the false prophet is going to use God to steer people actually away from God and do all that. So he might steer people away from the clergy or the ministry? Or, you know, if he's the false prophet, he's steering people away from God oh. in a negative way. Like, he and Copia could be a team. The well, it could be an antagonist, thing though. I saw, and I thought this was interesting. Because uh, Jesus, he knows me, was the reason that Ghost was doing all the Jesus is coming stuff, right? What if... Copia somehow at one of the concerts gets Jim DeFrock thinks he's Jesus and kills him or something like that uh -huh. and that was the whole thing it was like it was DeFrock was supposed to die because Copia was dumb and thought he was Jesus DeFrock though it's removing a priest from power DeFrocking so I don't know there's, there's some lawyer that's going to be coming up very soon so I think we need to stay tuned and they actually ghost put up a billboard recently in Tennessee that had DeFrock's face on it. So I think we'll get more DeFrock. How they got it in Tennessee, that's funny. Yeah, well, the number is like, holy hits, and you can leave a message for Jim or something like that. I didn't call the number. I think we're going to have to. We'll do it after this, maybe. Anyway, so moving on to their third song. I like this one, again, not my favorite, but I have a few theories with this song and one of their other ones. It's Hanging Around by The Stranglers. Again, another example of it's not a bad song, and I'm singing it wise. I just don't think the source material is strong. True, true. Uh, again, okay cover. I liked it, but I'm not big into their covers. I mean, I like If You Have Ghosts and Missionary Man and Jesus He Knows Me, but... Again, like what Joe said, I like their original content. And so, number four is Phantom of the Opera by Iron Maiden. This was the song I was most excited for. And it's alright. I... The prob I think one of the big problems with these covers, and Phantom Island in particular, is Jesus He Knows Me is just so fucking strong. It blows everything. the other songs just look like shit. Yeah, blows everything out of the water. I liked this one. Uh, it was alright. It wasn't, it's not one of the, never gonna be in the top ten. No. I, I, I knew the song from Iron Maiden. I honestly thought though, and almost hoped for, it was from the musical Phantom of the Opera. It'd be a duet with uh, Papa Four and Agulet or something. I don't know, but, yeah. Another one of the covers that I'll listen to, but I, I, I can pass too. And finally, our fifth and final cover is We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. Rest in peace. Yeah, she just passed away. So. Again, I didn't think Tina Turner's version was that good. Yeah, so, I, I do like this cover though. I think it was pretty yeah, I solid. I think this cover was better than Tina Turner's, but. Just more metal. It's from Mad Max. It's not, you know, it's not. Strong. Yeah, nah, I get you. But here's my theory with this song and hanging around. So we've been speculating. There's a lot, been a lot of speculation that Copia is going to die, and you know we'll get Papa Five. But and this is probably a stretch. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But with these two songs, 
hanging around. What if, you know, from the lyrics, Copia is hanging around. He's not going away. Yep. And we don't need another hero. We don't need another front man. We have our hero. We have Copia. He's the main character. And one of the lyrics is, can't make the same mistake twice. Maybe it's, we, it was a mistake to get rid of the other pop. It was a mistake to get rid of Terzo. And so we have our star now. That's just my theory. It's probably a stretch. All right, so now, I just don't know. Now it would be a fun time since we're talking about the theories. So that's your theory is Kopi is going nowhere. He's not changing. One of my theories. My theory we've talked about. Kopi is the Antichrist. Um... I really feel like we actually talked about it enough in all the other videos. I think Copia is going to die and then come back a little bit more aggressive. Almost like Copia mixed with Secundo, kind of. Um, kind of that level. And kind of do the shows like that as the Antichrist Copia. <clears throat> we talked already about Terzo coming back from the dead when we did the Meliora. Um, Robo Papa, because the Phantom uncover is robotic. People are thinking that might be a way to get either Terzo's soul back into a Papa body or Nil's soul back into a Papa body. <coughs> or it could just be a robot. But I really hope they don't go that direction. I don't like that. Ooh, there might be a Papa 5. I really want Copia to stick around. I don't want a Papa 5. I want Copia. But... And if we do a Papa 5, I hope they give us some form of a build-up. Um, the other theory I got is Jim DeFrock is going to be the front man. And I don't know how I would like that. I wouldn't. Um, well, it's a different actor in the lore videos and the music videos, so... I mean... What are you Tobias hoping? is not stepping down. I, I know. What are you hoping for? If you had to pick, one, oh, Mama Emeritus is another theory. Yeah, but that but was. I don't think that's gonna be a thing. That was not not so much a thing, but just Forge saying like I could see it happening, but not saying it's going to. I do know though. There's it's very cryptic with these clues. Uh, we know straight up that sister Imperator is the mother of Copia, so she wouldn't want her son to get removed in or defrocked. In theory. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's still kind of a villain. I don't know. It's hard to say. What do you want to be the case? Yeah, you asked me. Honestly, there's so many theories. I just want Copia to stick around. Right. I would prefer him to stay himself. Even though I think the Antichrist theory thing is going to happen, that's actually my second choice. I think that's what will happen. But I would rather him just stay himself. And then my third pick would be Return of Terzo. I, I just feel like... But anything could happen, though. It's like, obviously it's up to Tobias. But I want Cobia to stick around. But I'm also bracing for we're going to lose. We're going to lose him. We'll get Papa 5. I don't... I don't think I'll like that. I mean, too, like, how many times is he going to do the same thing, though? Exactly, and that's why... But then eventually we'd have Copia for so long, right? It's, well, how long are we going to do the same thing? And that's why Copia, like, became popular, because, oh, Ghost isn't doing the same thing that's sticking around. You get to see him elevate you, to... You kind of see Copia grow up. So, I don't know. Or, I also think it'd be interesting to see Co uh, Terzo turn up kill Copia, 
Gopi had come back as the Antichrist, and then we have like a dick measuring contest where he goes to like every other concert, one is Copia, one is Terzo, and just alternates until the end where one gets the upper hand and stays. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. And I also think though, that's it, like, they got rid of the other Papas, they got rid of Terzo because you know, he wasn't doing his job for the clergy. But with Copia now, they have their star. They do. So maybe that's it. Like, he brought them, well, Terzo got them the Grammy, but Copia brought them full on mainstream with Prequel and Impera. So I don't know. Like, if only we were going to the September shows. Yeah, there'd be a lot of fucking money. Yeah. VIP seats, that's what we need. If they did the meet and greets like they used to do, like people went and met Terzo before, Copia and Papa, well, Copia and Papa 4 are the same, but met them, that'd be really cool. I would be more inclined, this sounds really weird, but I've said this to you before, I'm more inclined to meet Copia than I am to meet Tobias Forge. Yeah. Like if they're like, hey, pay money to meet Tobias Forge, I'd be like, huh, maybe. Well, if wants they're to... like, pay money to meet Copia, I would go meet Copia. I don't know, because it's meeting the character, not the, like, I don't well, know. He wants to keep the persona and the image, so I get that. But, you know. I think, I really think, I wish Ghost stayed uh, anonymous, to be honest. Nah, you've talked about that, and, you know, it's, the mystery's still there, the, the illusion. It's an act, it's, it's not just a concert, it's a performance, I mean, like a, like a, sorry, like a, a play, you know. That comment that described him as half concert, half Broadway show. So, you know, as we wrap up here, what uh, what's next as of this podcast? What do you think their next album is gonna be? I have no idea. I'm not gonna call any names. They're so but random because you can't like speculate anything. You, you can't say a name because the names are so out there. Yeah. Do you think they'll do uh, something more like Infestissimum? Or like I think they'll dark? eventually go darker again. Yeah. Uh, Tobias has said it's uh, cyclical, so you know they have their dark opus and uh, dark infestissimum. Now we get the more—I can't say lighthearted, but more like pop mainstream sounding of Prequel and Impera and '80s. They could go back to like not full-on death metal, but something more opus sounding. Yes, but. I'm just excited to go to the ritual. I am very excited. And I'm sure we'll do at least some form of another ghost podcast, maybe a top 10 or have Jake and little Joe here talking about, they're not as big into it as you and me, but you know, they'll have a few words to say, I'm sure. And which is why these, this podcast for ghosts, these five episodes, six episodes, uh, these six episodes have just been me and Dylan. Yep. But, uh, so that's it. That's all the Papas as of now. I will say after the concert we go to, we will do a debriefing podcast. I'm sure we'll be shithoused. Yes, of course. <laughs> but it'll be fun. I can't wait to go. They've got all our favorite songs on the set list. Except mostly. <laughs> Life Eternal and Monstrous Clock. Oh. Yeah, you know what? We can look it up real quick. I'm sure I just have it readily available. I do too, because you, se- you sent, sent it, it like four in times. the group chat. Because I was, you know. Alright, I got it right here. Casarion, Bratz, Faith, Spillways, Cerise, Hunter's Moon, 
Jesus, He Knows Me, Ritual. That will be fun. Call Jesus, Me Little me. Sunshine, Conclavi Con Dio, Watcher in the Sky, Year Zero, He Is, Miasma, Mary on a Cross, Mummy Dust, Respirate on the Spirit of Fields, Kiss the Go-Goat, Dance Macabre, and Square Hammer. Respirate on the Spirit of Fields, that will be fun. I, as long as they play Dance Macabre. I and, always pronounce it wrong, so I'm sure I sounded stupid. And Mariana Cross, you'll love that. It's their best song. So, yeah, they don't gush about life eternal. But anyway, that wraps up our ghost discussion for now. As I said, we will be back. Joe, anything else to add before we go? No, I don't really have much else to say. I'm excited too. Oh, I really hope we keep Copia. Yeah. We just got to wait and see. Maybe we'll have to buy their, uh, uh, the DVD when it comes out. Yeah, I'm sure I will. So, anyway, that wraps it up. It's been very fun. Joe, thank you for talking about this. This was your idea, actually. So, thank you again. And with that, I'll say, lock your cabins, huddle under the covers, and it's lights out.